1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 27th episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. I'm your host, Jill, and I have with me Adam. Hi, Adam. How are you doing today, Jill? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited. Yeah. Tell us about today's episode. Sure. So today's episode is an interview with author Julie McElwain, whose book, A Murder in Time, is the Big Library Read title that will start on June 23rd. Um, for those of you who are either new to Overdrive or new to the podcast and are unfamiliar with what Big Library Read is, it's a global ebook club, I guess you mm-hmm. could call it, a digital book club, that uh, we connect all of our libraries around the world, uh, enabling them to read the same title at the same time with no waiting lists, no holds, things like that. Um, you can get a lot more information about the program at BigLibraryRead.com. But Julie McElwain is a author who is also a journalist, and she works for – she has a really interesting job. She's the editor of a soap opera magazine, and so she spends a lot of her time interviewing actors and actresses mm-hmm. in uh, soap operas and a whole bunch of different – uh, stuff she covers, The Young and the Restless, which I love. <laughs> yeah, which is really interesting. Um, and her book A Murder in Time is a thriller that involves time travel and kind of Jane Austen type of a time time period. And um, yeah, she's very interesting and she was very excited. Uh, the way the title was selected was at BigLibraryRead.com we had a survey where we asked our readers uh, which book they would like to read and there was a bunch of different uh, options from our publishing partners that they could select from, and there were tens of thousands of votes. And A Murder in Time by Julie McIlwain was the winner. So, um, people seem to be really excited about it. It's a mystery, so that's one of our more popular right, genres. Right for sure. It should be said we do the Big Library Read a couple times a year. So we we do, yeah. There will be future, yeah. Um, it's it's options and times three. For, I think three to four times a year. Yeah. And we usually do different genres for each one. So this one will be mystery um, in the fall. I'm not sure what it's going to be yet. It might be young adult. It might be something else. But yeah, it's a really nice program. And also at BigLibrary.com, we have a discussion board. So if you have any questions or anything that you want to add to the discussion, you can put them there. We're actually also going to do a Twitter chat with Julie um, on July 6th, I believe. We'll confirm that on social media and on our blog. But So if you have any questions once you're reading the book, you can put those in the discussion board as well, and we can actually ask them to the author. Yeah, Awesome. Okay, well, it sounds like good, and hopefully this will... Get them all excited to to read the book. Do you want to let them know how they can contact us, where they can find us if they're new to the podcast? Sure. They can find us um, on Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. and then they can email us directly at feedback at com. We yes. read all those emails and love getting them, so be sure to send us. Some comment if you have any yeah so i think you guys will really enjoy this like i said be sure to check out biglibrary.com for more information on julie and her book and the program as a whole but other than that enjoy this interview with julie McElwain on the professional book nerds podcast This is Adam from Team Overdrive, and today I'm joined by Julie McElwain, author of A Murder in Time, which was selected by Overdrive users as the next Big Library Read title. Her debut novel was the winning selection in our most recent Big Library Read vote, which had tens of thousands of respondents. Julie, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today.
0: Well, thank you for inviting me.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So what can readers expect when they borrow A Murder in Time as a part of the Big Library Read program?
0: Well uh, personally I, I mean I I I'm hoping that they would uh expect like a good read I mean like a, a, like a fun a fun entertainment entertaining journey um you know with uh Kendra who is an FBI agent and gets transported back into time and she must solve a mystery which is happening at that time and and fight against all of the you know, all the things that happen with uh, women being in the past and not being able to vote and not being well-respected.
1: And so, Kendra, the protagonist of the book, she has a bit of a of a unique upbringing. Would that be correct to say?
0: Yes, she does. Um, she was actually the child of two uh, scientists who believe in eugenics. And um, so she was kind of, you know conceived and brought up to you know uh be a scientist and and she diverged from that um had a kind of a falling out with her her uh parents and um had to you know really go alone in her life and you know so she's very ambitious she's very tough and um you know so it's 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 a different environment that i than i when i grew up i guess
1: <laughs> so you wouldn't say that you you know that her upbringing is definitely different from yours. But do you do you see any of yourself in Kendra? Do you feel like you wrote any of your own attributes or anything like that into the character?
0: You know what? I really tried not to. I, I mean, I I wanted her because her background was so different. I really wanted her to stand on her own. She is a you know, I I channeled her when I when I started writing about her. The only thing that I I would say was similar is like when she goes back in time to have the same sort of you know, experience because I think any modern woman going back would have, you know, have issues. You know, would would see things from a modern point of view. So that's only, you know, really connection that I had with her. Uh, you know, just seeing the past through a modern point of view.
1: I thought for a second you were going to tell me that when you went back in time and did something, and I was going to say, "Wait a minute, we need to have a whole different conversation here." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would love to do that. <laughs> but, yeah, so far, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, if you ever do, you're going to have to write a novel about that, and I think it'll get a lot of attention. <laughs> um, given that this story, or at least part of the story, is set around 1815, um, I have to ask, are you a bit of a Jane Austen fan?
0: Oh my gosh, I, I don't know who could not be a Jane Austen <laughs> fan. I, I Yes, I love Jane Austen. I think she was so witty and so dead on with her... You know, her point of view or her characterizations of a lot of the people of the time. So um, even before I even came up with this idea, yes, I've been a Jane Austen fan.
1: <laughs> so did you find that um Jane Austen's writings kind of inspired anything in particular in your story?
0: You know what? I don't know if it... Because mine is definitely a mystery and it, it's really i've tried to do a modern uh take on a lot of things it's it's much grittier obviously yeah. um but I like you know Jane Austen has that elegance and the you know this classiness so um in that regard i you know it was in i was enjoying reading her and you know trying to get into that mindset and stuff so but um you know i i don't know if it really uh you know, I'm not sure if it really uh, influenced me hugely. I mm-hmm. was probably more influenced by modern-day authors than Jane Austen. Sure.
1: Um, not to put you on the spot, but do you have a favorite Jane Austen novel?
0: Well, <laughs> I pro- you know what, There's, there is several, but I probably am like m- probably most of the people out there, which is Pride and Prejudice, right. just because, you know, the the dynamic between you know, the has and the have nots and the, you know, the men and women. And, you know, so I probably do like that the most. and I'm probably not alone.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think so. No, I think you're correct. Um, so time travel plays a, a, a very big part of this story. Was has this been something that's always interested you? Or did it just so it, it kind of fit in this particular book? And so you you went along with that as part of your story?
0: Actually have always really enjoyed time travel uh, stories or TV or movies um, you know I, I, it's just there's something about <laughs> i don 't know going either going back in time or into the future or whatever putting uh, you know a present day person uh, into a different environment but still dealing with human nature and human being beings I think that's really interesting um, so i 've always enjoyed it but i 've had this idea for a while now and it just was complicated because of the whole time travel and a lot of research is involved. Um, so it took me a while to get to this idea, but it, prior to the idea, I've always loved time travel stories.
1: And so I, I'm curious: is there other than kind of the, the Jane Austen era? Is there a time if you had a choice, if you could like go back and, and see something in particular? Is there any time that you would go back and, and take a look at?
0: Oh my gosh, that's, it's a great question. I don't, I don't know, cause I do like Regency England. I mean, I, I, sure. that's, which has probably influenced me a lot, just because there's so many similarities between our time and that time. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, that would be my first choice. Um, you know, also just the America, when, probably when America was founded, I think that would like, you know, that would be pretty interesting to, Go back then as well, but I'm gonna say like it's it's tough for a woman to go back in time because (laughs) (laughs) we didn't have a lot of um, you know freedoms and opportunities that like we do now. So you know maybe the future would be more interesting (laughs) to me if I had a choice. Yeah,
1: perhaps I should have put a qualifier in there, like if you could confirm (laughs) that nothing would happen to you. Um, But no, that's
0: exactly. Yeah, that's a really
1: good point. See, for me, I I love. like giant cathedrals and churches and every time i walk into one i'm just blown away by um how they were built like how could we possibly have made anything like this and um it's actually one of the reasons that i really love uh Ken Follett's Pillars of the Earth i don't know if you've ever read that book but it talks all about these cathedrals getting built so i feel like if i could go back in time i would want to go to like like the the min, you know kind of the medieval times when these cathedrals are being built just so i could see like how people without um, machinery are putting together these massive structures but that's just me
0: <laughs> no i understand completely i think like i've been at st paul's and i just and i've seen some of the these amazing structures that you're talking about, and I, it, the, um, it just amazes me as well, and, and how human beings, the commitment, because <laughs> those, yeah. to build those the way they did, lasted, you know, decades, and if not more. Yeah,
1: exactly. You see these buildings that have taken a century to build, and you're like, man, mm-hmm. somebody started building this project, and they knew for a fact they weren't going to be alive at the end of it, but they still had the, like, kind of the determination to, to to keep going. So, yeah, that's something that I'm always impressed by. Um, I agree yeah. So Big Library Read, the program that A Murder in Time is a part of Is kind of what we here at Overdrive like to lovingly call The world's largest digital book club So I'm just just—I'm curious, have you ever belonged to any book clubs Or do you have any experience with any book clubs that you'd like to share?
0: Um, I actually have belonged to book clubs um, in the past uh, Some very good friends of mine up in LA We got together for several years and had this great book club Unfortunately, if anybody's been out to LA, they know the traffic, right. and and uh, you know it's it's sometimes it's very hard to get yourself on the freeway and spend you know two hours going 15 miles. Mm-hmm. So um, it, 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 eventually, it all kind of defeated me, and you know I got busy. So I do not belong to a book club now, but I have, and I just it's a wonderful. I mean, I I would love to do it in the future, maybe with people closer to my home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so.
1: Okay, and um, so for this book, I, you know, with there being a lot of uh, the, the time travel and the, and the science and having an FBI agent be your main character and then have her going back uh, in time several hundred years, what was your research process like?
0: Oh my gosh, I did so much research. Um, I have a, a variety of books, you know, nonfiction books that take you know take me on that journey uh and then of course we we live in a great age where you can get on the internet you there's a lot of great bloggers out there that were they're you know either romance writers or regency researchers um so i tapped into that as resources uh it's you know like i said again there was just a lot you know a lot you're going through and you know you hope that you get it accurate because you know, there are times, especially when it comes to words, you know, certain words started at that time and, you know, and uh you want to make sure that, okay, you know, because there's some transitions, like there's nuncheon and luncheon and nuncheon was more, you know, of a... a, a that in that period of time that's what they called lunch mm-hmm. uh in the victorian age a couple of years later that's when it became a luncheon so it's hard to you know it, it, sometimes they're trans you know they're transitioning in those times and you just try to get it accurate but i've got i've got tons of books on <laughs> uh this subject and so that's how i did it <laughs>
1: um when you, so that's a, i didn't even think about that that's a really interesting point if you're trying to get this um you know time period accurate language did you have um like anybody read over the manuscript that was familiar with the language. I that that part of the the process just it dawned on me as you were saying that. So was it really just like going back and and reading lots of books, or did you have someone kind of like double check? Like, hey, is this right?
0: We well, actually, I had, I had you know both my editors were so great, and they questioned certain uh you know praises uh so that would make me double check and triple check and you know so i would go back and you know and we would you know discuss it or go back and forth um so they were really the oversight and it was they were fabulous uh you know i just tried to be very diligent when i was you know, doing the research. So there were a couple of items like, you know, just like again, phrases, scientist was, you know, not really coined at that point. And, you know, one of my editors pointed out that, well, maybe it didn't come 25 years later. It came at this time. So again, it just required me to do all, you know, just double check, triple check, you know, make sure that, you know, the research was, you know, as accurate as we can get it.
1: And then when you aren't writing, um, working on your, your books, how do you like to spend your time?
0: Um, well, <laughs> I love reading. <laughs> I, I'm, when I'm not writing, I'm actually I'm reading. Or, you know, I love hanging out with my family, my friends, uh, and traveling. I just, you know, I think traveling is so much fun. And, you know, that's, you know, I love to explore different cultures. And, you know, I try to get away and travel a little bit, you know, out of the year.
1: <laughs> and you wear a lot of hats. You aren't just a writer, is that correct? You have a, a few other jobs that you do?
0: Um, I actually am a reporter. I work for, it's called uh, Soaps and Depth Magazine, so I cover The Young and the Restless. Uh, you know, uh, that's what my day job is, basically, mm-hmm. where I interview a lot of the actors there and, you know, write cover stories for my magazine.
1: And do you feel that uh, kind of covering soap operas, do you, do you feel like that, that type of, that style of, of writing and uh, that's, do you think that that went into this book at all? Do you, do you think that our readers will find a little bit of that? kind of soap opera, exciting drama and things like that in A Murder in Time?
0: Well, I think that soap operas, what they do so well and and have always done was, you know, is to always keep in mind the relationships among people. And and that becomes a driving force, you know, to go forward. And, and I think that's important. I think, you know, when it, when there's maybe a little bit of romance or a little bit of whatever, I mean, all, you know, even primetime shows, they have that soap opera element it, it just moves the plot forward. So, you know, so in that regard, yes, I, I think, uh, you know, they're excellent when it comes to characters and, and uh, relationships. Absolutely. Um,
1: so Overdrive being a library company, I, I love asking all the authors that I chat with, do you have a, a first or a favorite memory of a time that you were spent, you spent in a library when you were growing up?
0: Oh my gosh! I love libraries. I, you know, I come from such a small town, so we had, you know, I remember when the library in my small town was actually built. So, um, it's you know, um, I would spend time there, and then of course there was a the school library. Uh But my favorite, probably my favorite memory, is when the bookmobile. I don't even know if you're familiar with. It, oh yeah, absolutely. But there's, there's, bookmobiles would come every month, and it was just such a joy to to go inside this you know, this mobile ho- home, I don't know, like trailer, <laughs> and it's filled with books, shelves and shelves of books, and just, you know, just uh, browse, and then I would never leave there without at least 10 books in my hand, and, you know, chatting with the the librarian who brought the mobile library, um, you know, I think that was important, because I think, you know, librarians, you know, they love books, and and they love sharing their experiences, and you know, I just, you know, I think, again, I always say they're kind of unsung heroes in in our, our culture, you know, because I think they they really encourage people to read. And I can't imagine not reading.
1: Yeah, we completely agree with the whole librarians being the unsung heroes. I like to call them superheroes without capes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: what were uh, what were some of the books that you read when you were growing up?
0: Well, it's so funny because I had this one teacher um, in third grade, and we would come in. I think from recess, or maybe it was after lunch. I don't know. And she'd read us. It's called. It was called The Happy Hollisters, which. I just, (laughs) she would read a chapter every day, and it was mysteries. It's these children who um, lived next to a lake, which I thought was so cool. Uh, And, you know, it was just, that was such a wonderful experience. So that was, you know, of course, and I started reading them, and, uh, you know, I've got to admit, Nancy Drew was my absolute favorite Mm -hmm. when I was, you know, in elementary school, I was growing up, and, um, you know, then it, it evolved. I mean, Agatha Christie, I read everything, um, you know, every one of her books. So, uh, it, you know, I just, I have such great memories with uh, all the books. I mean, I just, I, I there was no particular genre. I mean, I tended towards mysteries, but, you know, I read everything, and it was, like, it just is wonderful. It's a wonderful, uh, it takes you to different worlds.
1: Um, and... So what are some of the books and authors that you enjoy reading today?
0: Well, I okay, I do, do tend towards, again, mysteries or whatever. Sure. And uh, I love, like, Tess Gerritsen, uh, Karen Slaughter I just found, and I just absolutely adore her series. Uh, Lisa Gardner, Tammy Hoag. Uh, I started on J.D. Robb, which turned out to be Nora Roberts. And so I started first on the J.D. Robb Mystery Series, then I went to Nora Roberts, and I think she's a fabulous writer. Uh, And I just found um, this one author called uh, C.S. Harris. Uh, I'm glad I didn't find her before, because she does set her mysteries in the Regency period. (laughs) So I didn't want to be influenced, so it's good that I didn't find her before, but now that I found her, I just, she's fabulous.
1: And so you you said that you're glad that you you wrote before you discovered her, and then you also mentioned... Uh, some of the Jane Austen stuff before, but do you think that there's, you have any inspiration in in your writing from some of these other authors?
0: Yeah, well, yes. I mean, I think, um, especially the modern day, like, uh, uh, you know, the Tess Garrison, uh, Jane Floyd, all the, they're very gritty. They're, you know, they do not shy away from, you know, gritty scenes and, and uh, being very, you know, they tell it like it is. And I like that. I mean, I, you know, I've known, People have, uh, you know, uh, said about the profanity in the book or whatever, and there is a reason for that. But, you know, I do think a realistic approach, I I like that. And um, so in that regard, all of these authors, I think, have influenced me to just be as real as as I can be. Um, And they're beautiful writers. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so towards the end of all of my interviews for our podcast, I like to ask, uh, I have nine kind of rapid-fire questions. I like to call them the Nerd Nine, to kind of go with the professional book nerd's name. So I'm going to ask you (laughs) nine real quick questions, and then just, I want you to give us the answers off the top of your head, okay? Okay. All right. What's the last book that you read?
0: (laughs) Well, it's C.S. Harris, I know, and (laughs) I think it was, darn, I don't, the title... It's failing me, it, but it was it was one of C.S. Harris. Okay.
1: Um, if you could pick anywhere in the world, what's your favorite place to read?
0: Oh, my gosh. That's a good one. Um, I would do London.
1: All right. So what would be your guilty pleasure? Like, mine is spending way too much time on social media looking at my friend's puppies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um. Gosh, um, you know what, I, I think it's because I just, I never have any time, I you know, really any time, so uh, going out with friends and, and maybe doing a movie, dinner, you know, and just hanging out with them, I, you know, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, I guess, <laughs> you know, but it is a pleasure, I mean, I'm like trying to think of uh, something that I'd be feeling guilty about. Of course, anything, I'm, when I'm not writing, I'm always feeling guilty, so, you know.
1: <laughs> All right, right, we'll, we'll let that one slide. We'll, we'll, we'll allow <laughs> that. Um, what's one place you would love to travel that you haven't yet been to?
0: Oh, uh, Machu Picchu. Is that?
1: Oh, uh, Machu Picchu.
0: Excuse me.
1: Ma- is it Machu Picchu? The um...
0: uh, my, uh, my my Machu Picchu is that is that at per- in Peru. I I yeah. I'm so sorry if I'm uh, mispronouncing no, a- that. Uh, You know, I've seen the pictures, and they're just awesome, and I would love to go there. Yeah,
1: no, that's a very good one. Um, What is your favorite holiday?
0: Oh, boy. Um, You know what? Christmas.
1: You and me both. I I agree. I like it. Um, Favorite movie? (laughs) Favorite what? Favorite movie?
0: Oh, um... (laughs) Boy, these are tough questions. (laughs) Let me see. Uh, Of all time? Sure. Um. Boy, this is... I, I know it's supposed to be off the top of my head, but I, I'm kind of drawing a blank, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, that I can watch over and over again, probably. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> favorite movie. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the sure. movies out there. Because I, I probably, in truth, I'd probably be doing... I hate to say it because, you know, maybe this is my guilty pleasure. You know, I'd be doing something like Indiana Jones, you know, I mean? <laughs> the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, yeah. I love action adventure. So.
1: What, we can let that be your, your guilty pleasure and your favorite movie. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you a cat person or a dog person?
0: Ooh, I like them both, but, I mean, I, I got to be honest. If I, if I could get a pet or if I would get a pet, it would probably be a dog. Okay.
1: Uh, do you have a favorite food?
0: Let me think. Um, uh, I guess I'm going to go with pizza.
1: Pizza is always good. Um, And then (laughs) the last one, if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would you pick?
0: Ooh, that's really good. Um, Because there's a lot of them, actually. Uh, You know, I think I'd do Albert Einstein.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I like that.
0: He he would give me some hints on the whole time travel. Yeah, I was going to say
1: you could you could talk to him about the whole time travel thing. Make sure you're getting it right.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Um, And then, okay, I have one last question for you. Uh, What do you hope that readers take away from reading your book?
0: You know what? Again, I, I really hope it is a entertain like an entertainment. It's an entertaining journey, but there are some questions. You know, maybe when they walk away, they can think about the roles that people play throughout history. And, um, you know, I think that's interesting because I I think a lot of modern people think that we know everything uh, I mean not know everything but I think they, we think we we are kind of superior in that way and I think Kendra brought that a little bit to her experience and I think they were very smart people back then so you know we've changed but there are a lot of things that we stay the same at and I think that would you know be a very interesting discussion you know and I, I would hope they would take away that to discuss Perfect,
1: Julie thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us today Thank you. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace.
0: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.